Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our narrators are a select group of voices, and we innovate this medium with AI technologies. Our curators have selected two stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to this podcast in your mobile apps, browsers, and email formats. And now, today's story. Ola. A chance holiday encounter leads to some animal passion. Ola. Said a voice from nowhere, and not expecting to meet anyone I knew, I ignored it. Ola. It said again, so I looked up. Even in the dark and dimly lit street, I could make out a curvaceous female shape leaning over the balcony looking in my direction and waving, clearly the owner of the voice. It was my first visit to this typical Algarve holiday beach town, with its white buildings and bright blue door and window surrounds. I often took a walk round the narrow cobbled streets of the village at this time of night, once the heat of the day had gone, and the cool air of the night brings some welcome relief. This particular night I had stopped by the local mini-market, just before it closed, as I had remembered I was running out of gin and, of all things, breakfast croissants. So, armed with my purchases, I was on my way back to my compact holiday let, and enjoying the sounds of the holiday makers enjoying whatever it is that holiday makers enjoy at that time of night. As I looked up, the owner of the voice waved again and repeated the greeting. Hola. Boanoit. I replied, pretty certain that the owner of the voice was actually English, or at least English-speaking. Don't know about that, said a slightly husky voice, what you got there? Croissants and gin. I replied, not knowing where this was going. Bugger the croissants, but if you're willing to share the gin, you'll be helping a maiden in distress. Maiden, I thought, might have been overstating it a bit, but what an invitation. Where do I leave my horse in shining armor? Just outside number four, I'll buzz you up. I made my way to the door of number four, and there was an electric buzz as the gate came unlocked. I started up the narrow, winding, marble, stairs. There only appeared to be one door on each floor, so by the time I got to number four I was short of breath and panting a bit. She opened the door just as I arrived and ushered me into the tiny, but neat apartment. Welcome, Sir Galahad, said the owner of the husky voice, ushering me in with an exaggerated bow. She was a little younger than me, about thirty-ish, with dark hair cut in a boyish style, and a generous chest that was only just hidden by the rather short crop top. The stud through her navel naturally led your eyes down to the cut-off denim shorts that were only just decent. Lovely. I'm not sure why I'm accorded this honor. I replied. Easy said the husky voice. Angie's pulled. 
She's in her room with Mr. Beach Bar, and the spare booze is in there. I didn't want to disturb them, and you walked by my window. Fortunately the tonic is here, so Sir Galahad, GNT? Thanks. We exchanged names as she poured the drinks, her journey to get the tonic had made it blindingly obvious that she wasn't wearing a bra as her, not inconsiderable, chest swayed delightfully. Once I had managed to draw my eyes away, I couldn't help but notice that her shorts were so short that the crease of buttock was visible at the top of each leg. This was getting better by the moment. We sipped our drinks to the unmistakable sounds of Angie and Mr. Beach Bar getting to know one another really quite well. The first gin went down easily, so I enjoyed another ogle as she went to fetch the refills. Because the walls were paper thin, the noises off were unignorable. They hadn't got to the bed creaking stage, but were definitely heading in that direction, judging by Angie's, clearly audible, squeals of delight. Oh shit Angie, for Pete's sake do try and be a bit more discreet. Said my new friend in a hushed tone. Obviously Angie had no intention of being discreet and the sounds of humans mating only got louder. I have to admit that I find overhearing real sex highly erotic. I had never met Angie or Mr. Beach Bar, but two feet behind my head, just the other side of the paper-thin partition, they were getting hot and heavy. I couldn't help imagining Angie on her on her back, knees in the air and Mr. Beach Bar's face buried deep in her cunt, and judging by the noises, Angie was having a great time. As we chatted and sipped our gins, the sounds changed to the more obvious ones. Yes, two people were clearly, actually, fucking. Female gasps and grunts in time to the squeaking of the bed left no room for doubt. Taking stock, I realized how erotic this was. I had a GNT in hand, sat next to a rather scantily clad woman, whose breasts were swaying delightfully, and whose bum creases had recently been on display, listening to two people, only inches away, fucking robustly. My cock was showing interest. I can't stand this any longer, said Jenna, let's go for a walk and leave them to it. I reluctantly agreed, after all they were just getting to the good bit. We knocked back our drinks and set off down those precipitous stairs to the path that lead to the beach. Sorry, but I find the sounds of Angie adding another scalp to her bedpost a bit tiresome. Said Jenna. I was trying not to contradict my new friend but hell, I had nothing to lose. Before I could think my mouth had already said. I actually found it quite erotic. That's the thing with men, she replied, anything to do with bonking, and they're there, rampant dick in hand and ready to go. We removed our flip-flops and continued across the wet sand. I disagree. I don't have a rampant dick, but there can be few things sexier than witnessing the sex act. What watching? I should be so lucky. Generally, like NG just now, overhearing, imagining and so on. So, here's my question. You are walking past an open window in summer and two people inside are obviously fucking. Do you stop and listen or walk on? No contest, stop and listen. Really? Okay question 2. If you happen to be passing an open door and the couple inside were obviously fucking, would you watch or move on? What are the chances of being discovered? Pretty much zero. No brainer. Stop and watch. So you would intrude on their most private, intimate, moments? As she looped her arm into mine. No, not at all. 
If they were truly private moments, they would have closed the door. So you're saying they wanted to be watched? No, simply that the fact that they might be, was adding a certain free zone to their shagging. So, have you ever done it? What watched? Yeah. Certainly. That's how I know it's so hot. So, given a choice, would you have stayed and listened? Why not? They clearly knew you were there. They made no attempt to disguise what they were up to. It probably heightened their excitement. You're actually a bit of a perv then, aren't you? Not really, just a man with a healthy interest in sex, but it depends on your definition of perv. So let's get this straight. Here I am a vulnerable, young maiden, walking on a deserted beach, with a sexed-up, horny, old pervert. My future is looking pretty grim. Well you're wrong on at least two counts. I'm not old and I very much doubt you are a maiden. But five out of seven's not bad. And she punched my arm playfully. Does Sir Galahad doubt my lady's virtue? I'm sure my lady has many virtues but I doubt virginity is one of them. I should get my champion to challenge Sir Galahad to a duel. As she landed another playful punch. Ah yes, the duel of doubtful virginity. I can see it in the history books now. Anyway you're asking all the questions. How about truth or dare rather than the Spanish Inquisition? What do you mean? I ask you if you want to tell me the truth carry out a dare. That's easy. Truth. How many sex partners have you had? I'm not telling you that. Then it's forfeit. Why? Because you accepted truth and bottled out. Okay, AHM5. Okay your go, I'll take truth. Have you actually watched another couple fucking? Yes, in the south of France, on the beach, in broad daylight. You are kidding. No there is a well-known beach near Montpellier where it happens all the time. My go. What do you call your vagina? Easy, fanny or cunt. It's my lovely cunt and we enjoy adventures together. I don't like any of the other euphemisms. Men have cocks or dicks, ladies have cunts or fannies, end of. As I thought. A lady who has adventures with her cunt is unlikely to be a maiden. More likely a wench, methinks. As I put my arm around her bare midriff. Unhand me sir. I feel your intentions may not be entirely honorable. Aha, uh -huh, the wench fears I might wish to swive her. Swive me sir. Whatever do you mean? It is a word we knights and some ladies use. Wenches call it fuck. Then this lady fears that Sir Galahad is thinking about swiving her, for his hand is sliding up towards her bosom. I think it is my turn for a question. Truth or dare? Truth. Did you come while watching? Yes, more than once. What? You really are a perv. My go. What's your fave? Sex position? Foranal or vaginal? What? Ha ha. Got you. Well if you're such a perv, I thought I'd up the stakes a bit. Actually it's cowgirl, I've never tried the other. Your go. How about a dare? M, okay. 
Sir Galahad dares this lady to take off her shorts and run to the ocean and back. Not fair. Why so? Because I'm not wearing knickers. I know. Why do you think I asked? How the fuck do you know that? The moonlight revealed the glint in her eyes. Didn't your mother never tell you to keep your knees together when sitting on a low couch, particularly if there is a perv sitting opposite? You looked up the leg of my shorts. She giggled and squeezed my arm, I'm beginning to think you area post-grad perv. You didn't mean to flash me then? No I did not. Highly indignant, I'm not in the habit of flashing strangers. Not even knights in shining armor? No, not even. So you're in for a dare too. Jenna dares Sir Galahad to take all his kid off and run down to the ocean and back. I don't think it's your go. You're damn right it's my go, you've just admitted to perving my cunt, I'm going to perv your dick. Kid off. Fair play. I will if you will. Okay. 3, 2, 1, go. We both did a mock striptease as we slowly shed our clothes, took a lingering look at each other's assets, and set off for the ocean. Resisting the male desire to lead at all costs, I let her get ahead so I could watch the syncopated action of her delicious buttocks and ample bosom. Pure delight. We got back to our clothes, breathlessly clasped our arms around each other. Our eyes met. The lust was palpable. We snogged passionately, tongues darting everywhere. Strange the erotic effect of a first kiss if both of you are standing stark naked in a public place, my cock stirred as we stroked each other's naked buttocks. This is all getting a bit from here to eternity said Jenna, I think we should go back inside. It's not just my feet that are getting wet. She smirked. My place or yours? I'm not taking you back for Angie to lust after, she's insatiable, she'd have you for breakfast and spit out the pips. So mine then? I said, as she pulled on the improbably small scraps of cloth that tried to pass for clothes. We walked back to the promenade, arms around each other's waists, both confident that we knew where this was leading. As the door to my apartment closed, I felt an eager hand at my belt. I couldn't resist sliding my hands under her ill-fitting, crop top to caress those magnificent breasts again, full and firm. Our eyes met, our lips met and our tongues met in a lust-fueled duel as clothing fell to the floor. My go. Jenna challenges Sir Galahad to get his face down between her legs and make her scream. She dived onto the bed, rolled onto her back with her magnificent tits squeezed between her arms and a wicked smile on her face. She posed legs slightly apart, knees bent, and neatly trimmed dark triangle of delight on display. Sir Galahad has much pleasure in accepting the wench's challenge. And lowered my head between her thighs. I resisted the temptation to head straight for her clit, and started gently nibbling her inner thighs, then licking the area between the top of her thigh and fleshy outer lips of her cunt, being careful to avoid the actual divide. Thighs, fleshy outside of her lips, and back several times. The magic was starting to work, her sex started to open revealing the soft, wet, pink interior. She started pushing her mound towards my mouth in a more and more insistent fashion. Using the thumb and forefinger of each hand I carefully held her outer lips apart and massaged them while breathing hot air onto her clit, only then did I allow my tongue to delve into her moistness. 
She became more and more animated as I continued lapping, and I let one finger rest gently on her opening, not pushing in, just a promise of better things to come. Her excitement was obvious from the promised wetness between her legs, and by now she was panting heavily. Swive me, Sir Galahad, if you value your life, swive me. I slid up her torso past her breasts, and my cock found its way to her entrance unaided. Fuck me now. I want to feel you deep inside. I slipped the tip of my cock into her entrance and stopped there for a few seconds before I started to ease in the full length, as slowly as possible, right up to the hilt. Oh those blissful moments of the first penetration. Every nerve in the tip of my cock singing. I clasped her buttocks and felt the moisture of her excitement with my fingers. This was just pure animal lust. I started to spread her juices gently over the little rows of her bum, and let my finger rest there with just the tiniest bit of pressure. Her eyes widened in a stare, she looked deep into mine quizzically. Seriously? Seriously. I replied, still deep inside her. Not giving her time to ponder, I pressed just a little bit harder. My well-lubricated finger slipped into the first knuckle. She gasped. I waited for her to adjust to the new sensation. Her muscles clenched my finger, then slowly relaxed. Some very gentle fucking followed until I increased the pressure again, and my finger slipped in a little deeper. The look of surprise and pleasure on her face was erotic in the extreme. If this was the first invasion of her rose by a finger, she certainly was not objecting. We fucked on at a leisurely pace. Please tell me if you are about to come. I said staring into her soul. Too late. She said with a chuckle, way, way too fucking late. Shame. I said, extracting my finger with deliberate slowness, because imagine this sensation while coming. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. I felt her muscles clamp my cock and try to eject my finger at the same time. Fuckity, fuckity, fucking, fuck, fuck. She intoned as she threw her head from side to side on the pillow. Pinch my nipples. Now. Hard. I did as I was told until the convulsions underneath me subsided and left me in no doubt as to what had just happened. Now it gets dirty, really dirty. Get on your back. Again I did as I was told. She grabbed my cock, straddled me, and guided it towards her entrance. I loved being ridden cowgirl and she had said it was her favorite too. As she ground her clit back and forth against the base of my cock she leaned right forwards and breathed into my ear. I want you to watch your cock being swallowed up by Jenna's cunt. Look at Jenna, look at her little pink clit grinding on your dick, making Jenna come again, making you come, come deep in Jenna. Then she sat up straight and I watched my cock slide in and out of her engorged lips as she rocked backwards and forwards. She placed her hands behind her head, pulling her breasts upwards. Stroke Jenna's tits while she rides you. Yes like that. Just like that. I felt myself getting close. She rode on, bringing her feet forward, placed her hands on my shoulders, and let her pendulous breasts hang right in front of my face. Oh god that's good. Pinch my nipples again. Hard. She stood up as far as she could without my cock slipping out, then lowered herself onto me with almost agonizing slowness, several times. This could not continue for long. 
You like watching your cock slide into Jenna, don't you? Seeing Jenna's cunt swallow your dick is hot, isn't it? A few more of those agonizingly deep, slow strokes, and I had to admit. I'm going to come. Come for Jenna. Fill me up. She reached back and fondled my balls. Come now, come deep in Jenna's cunt. Jenna needs your cum. That, and the final downstroke, took me over the edge. The tingling sensation started in my ankles and worked its way up my legs. I knew when it reached my balls the result would be explosive. It was. Whoa, feel that dick cum. She almost yelled as spasms ripped through the length of my cock. As soon as my orgasm subsided she started writing again. Don't you go soft on me, Sir Galahad. I so love this bit. Every nerve ending in my cock was screaming to be left alone. It was also sensitive that it hurt like fuck, but in a good way. Eventually the torture stopped and my poor flaxed dick fell out of her. As we settled back down in a post-coital haze she said. I've never felt that before. Totally fucking amazing. Obviously something to be said for fucking a perv who insists on sticking his finger up my bum. Are you trying to say you didn't like it? No, not at all. Sir Galahad can stow his sword wherever he chooses. Was this an invitation? Slow and easy 47.